Welcome to the STR Data Lab. Well, hello there, AirDNA data nerds. Mariah Kamei with you, as always, your co-host on the STR Data Lab, brought to you, of course, by AirDNA. I can't tell you how much fun I had speaking to this guest today. She is definitely, um, I'd say, sweeping our industry with incredibly fresh perspectives on what will make you successful as a short-term rental host and rentalpreneur. I am, of course, speaking about Tatiana Taylor-Tate. She is an Airbnb coach and fabulous interior designer. She and I, we probably could have talked all day, but we, we kept it relatively short for you. We spent a lot of time talking about what matters the most, I would say, which is the experience, the experience you're offering in your space, how to not get you know, potentially too caught up on the trends for design, uh, designing your space, and how um, you can make something classic, elegant, all of the rest, really doubling down on the guest experience. She had lots of great advice for me and anyone else just getting started in this business. And we talked about some exciting future plans she has for you. Please enjoy this latest episode. Let's listen. Oh my goodness. Tatiana Taylor Tate. Firstly, let me just address the fact that I love your name, right? It is an alliteration, which is literally my favorite thing in the world. Congratulations on having a badass name. Hi, how are you today? Hi, I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on. And it's so funny that you say that because I used to tell people when, because everyone would be like, why Why did they do, your parents pick your name like that? And I used to just be like subtly, well, they either thought I was destined for greatness or they liked alliteration. I'll let you decide. <laughs> I mean, if you already have Taylor Tate, yeah. Like, what are you going to do, right? <laughs> right. You're like, I, we have to give this a T name. Like, it's just, it's a natural fit. No, but, but it's different. Yeah, they've never they've never told you how the origin story of your name. No, they just they said that they thought Tatiana was a beautiful name, and Taylor and Tate are both my parents' last names hyphenated. So it just worked out, and yeah, everyone agrees it's a great name. I've never met someone that didn't think so, so I'm happy. Oh my goodness, I love this. I love this. All right, well, we're gonna I'm gonna ask them later. I'm gonna be like, let's okay. Mrs. Taylor Tate, Mr. Mrs. Like, let's talk about this. I I need to know, but it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It works. It's it's also almost like you've been in marketing or something. You and I share a a passion and, and a previous, previous life for me, which is interior design. So I actually, yeah, I actually went to school for interior design, a whole nother, like I, you know, I've lived a few lifetimes. I'm old. I'm old. (laughs) No, not at all. So, so 25, right? Yeah, exactly. It's 25, but like when I was five, I was into interior design and I, I had a whole career in New York City around that um, corporate design for me. So not as exciting as what you've been doing. But tell me, my friend, tell me, because you are, a, in my mind, if I should be so bold, a tour de force in this industry. I think you offer such a fresh perspective. Tell me how you got into the short-term rental business. What What possessed you, as I always like to ask? 
Of course, of course. And it's so funny because I feel like my answer now is the same as everyone's in that sense. Like, didn't we all like just fall into this? And yeah. that is what happened to me. I, I actually learned everything that I know um, originally when it comes to short-term rentals through a developer that was my mentor at the time. And through that, I went back to school, did my certifications in interior design. But I really have to admit that most of my knowledge is me- was learned on site, actually experiencing it, learning underneath that um, developer. And it was so exciting. Every part of it was, you know, the, the good thing about short-term rentals is every day is not the same. <laughs> like we have right. to say that honestly, like no day is alike. You're always learning something. And it's funny because you could have all the like years of experience. I have eight years of experience in interior design and short-term rentals now. And still like, I'm pretty sure last week I was like talking to a host and my team and I was like, Hmm, well that's new. So this is a new (laughs) added thing we're going to learn about. And you really go from there. And I think that's what makes it most exciting about being in this industry. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I do, I do again, cause I feel like I'm old enough now that I shouldn't have to continue to learn. Like, I'm like, when am I done learning? I just want to know I'm tired, but all jokes aside, that is really, you know, part of life's great joy, I would say mm-hmm. is getting, getting, if you can approach it that way, I get this new opportunity to solve this new problem. Right. I love that. Yeah. I, you know, I think that there's really something to be said about just learning by doing right. Like just like experimenting. So tell me from your perspective, let's nerd, let's nerd out. Let's, let's pull on this interior design thread a little bit more. Like from your perspective, what's different between short-term rental design? Like, how are you approaching that maybe differently than you would like say for somebody living in a place long-term? I think there's similar attributes in like the sense of like you're still creating a space for that is a representation of that person that will be enjoying the space and that's what I really like to tie into and going back to marketing days and everything like that you really want to incorporate branding throughout your properties and really develop an overall experience not just for you as the host and it being your property, but for your guests and their family and their friends that are going to be visiting this property for, um, you know, for years to come. So, oh, I just love, I love every aspect about the design, but for short-term rentals, yeah. there's so many smaller things that you have to kind of consider, like the mattresses, of course. Of course, if it was a long-term like homeowner and they were going to live there, they're, they usually already have like this model picked out that they're going to work right, with. Um, right. But for short-term rentals, it's a little different. You want something that's durable. Usually, if you, a lot of people do memory foam mattresses now, but back in the day, and just like every hotel, the hotels go for medium firm quality, but double-sided so they can flip them and easily rotate. So ah. they're, they're a able to last a lot longer than just your standard mattress. So that was a trick I learned um, earlier, kind of getting started. But other than that functionality, a lot of these short-term rentals don't have the space to, you know, store the cleaning closet, store all these extras. Mm. 
the linens, you really want to be able to figure out a functional configuration within the layout or space that not only utilizes for the guests, but for your team to be able to work and work quickly. Oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah. I think the durability part was where my head was going to. I was like, gosh, it's like, like we've talked about this before. It's like, you want it to be very aesthetically pleasing and beautiful, but like also maybe vague enough, right? So it's not getting assigned too much personality. Um, And then not maybe putting your like, you know, Murano vase on the, (laughs) on the tabletop, right? Cause you're like, that's probably going to get broken. Yeah, no, I think, I think quite a few differences, but what I really love about this is this concept of experience, right? And so like, mm-hmm. what's been really fun for me to kind of just like think about is how far Airbnb has come, right? And so, you know, like, so, when far. I was in, <laughs> so far, so far. And like when I was in my twenties, right. And it was like really about the value of being able to stay in an Airbnb, right? Like, so it was like, a night for a room in your apartment. Yes, that's exactly what I can go to Philly for the weekend. Life is good. But now sort of that paradigm has shifted so much, right? You have so many more luxury homes that, you know, you're really pushing like unique experiences on someone. And to me, it feels like a big, a big different differentiator um, for the industry, especially coming into a year like 2023, which, you know, we've talked a lot about over here at ARDNA. Um, as that being a maturing of the industry, right? So like, yes, there were there was probably a time where supply wasn't catching up with demand. Demand was quite high. If you were operating in the space, it may have felt like truly passive income, right? Where you're like, it, it felt a lot easier. Didn't feel like I needed to do quite as much. And now we're in a different time where supply is catching up, slightly overpacing demand in a lot of these um, areas that are sort of tried and true short-term rental markets. What are you seeing? How are you seeing like maybe your clientele changing their approach? Are you seeing some shifts in how folks are, one, viewing 2023 and two, approaching their strategy to sort of shore up, you know, things like occupancy? Definitely. I think a couple of things. So kind of going back to the beginning, I actually started short-term rentals myself by renting out my spare bedroom. Um, And so that was fully furnished. Back then, I still had personal photos in my property, um, and then I went traveling and rented out my whole place. Still had all my personal items in the space. I locked up the things that really mattered to me and then kept everything else opening. And from there, I took that concept and went into rental arbitrage unknowingly, where I then rented out a seven-bedroom home and ran it like a hostel. So I had the common areas and each individual bedroom was set up separately for each guest booking. So I've seen out of all of this, even my own journey has like grown so much and elevated so much from like what I, what is possible and what the industry looks like now. Now, if you look at any of my properties, any of my clients' properties um, or any of the ones that I manage, like there's a certain standard that it's like held to. And I think now, especially going, yes, 2021 was the year everyone was like, I'm going to hop on this get rich quick train and fill all these properties. Yeah. (laughs) Fill all these properties with Ikea furniture and Amazon finds, but really we're entering 2023. A lot of people are now kind of like on this themed train. 
um, and Ooh. themed experiences. And it's funny because like my opinion on this is a little taboo from what most people probably think. I, but- I like it. I want I want a fresh take on this. I love a little yeah. provocative. And- yeah. So everyone is going full in on themed and themed is great. I'm not yeah. saying don't do themed. I love a good theme. I love a good Instagrammable moment. Um, <laughs> but for me, just like any themes are trends, what eventually happens? They die down, right? right? right or right. they get played out or anything from there. And especially, so what I try to teach people and educate people on is You can still do themed. You probably want to do like 70% more of a timeless aesthetic design, 30% themed and play around Mm. with it. But Mm. timeless is never going to go out of style. Elegant, sophisticated spaces are never going to go out of style. Understanding your guests and doing your actual research and marketing for your property is going to attract the proper guests to stay at your property time and time again. And the reason I am not, of course, I love themed, but the reason I am not always like, let's theme this out completely and create a Barbie house or anything like that. Like the reason Uh I do that is because, okay, you have a great themed property. What happens when you hit seasonality and it's an all-time low? Do you think people are traveling to go to your Barbie house to take photos? And like, The other thing about that is like, how long are these bookings actually lasting for? Usually for properties that are themed out, those are only going to, they're shorter than a week's stay. They're not anything longer. What are you going to do for the people that are traveling nurses, are business professionals that want to stay three to six months? Are they going to pick the themed out property? Probably not. And that's one thing that I think now as hosts in 2023, we have to, because platforms like Airbnb preached unique stays and unique experiences so much, which is amazing. You know, it's great to experience those things, but there is still such a large need in the industry just for the normal, like beautifully designed, well thought out, executed homes that focus solely on the guest experience and how to enhance that. Oh my gosh. Well, firstly, I love this hot take. It's 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 resonating with me. I think absolutely right. Like there's only so much time you can spend like in let's say a pink dream house, right? Like before you're like, okay, maybe this isn't like for me. The ones I've seen of course have been more tied to like a Disney. So maybe like in an area like that where there is demand for like a yes. theme, you could probably be a little bit more successful, but it's really that's like the, that's the exception I say. If you are constantly because that is what is coming always to that's the attraction of that area, right? So yeah. that is definitely the exception um, for the rule. But if you were like, I don't know, in Minnesota or something, <laughs> like you might want to rethink this and do your research on what is actually going to be the best decision for your property when you design it out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and this idea of like, know your audience, which I think is really important. And to your point, also like a a big balancing act, right? Because you can't be everything to everyone, right? Like that's also a recipe for branding disaster, as you know, from a marketing perspective. But if you niche yourself too much, then you are really like not really able to capture maybe a little bit more of what's addressable in terms of audience. So Mm -hmm. I think that's, I mean, and you know, what's nice is like most of these destinations, I think like 
you know, you can get a pretty solid handle. I probably just by visiting these locations and just walking the tourist areas, like, okay, is this more family oriented? Is this more like bachelor, bachelorette party oriented? Like what is truly the vibe? What are the draws in the town? Is it all about like the sports arena or is it all about something like a Disney? And that can help sort of inform where you're going um, with your design. I love this fresh take. I think it's so good. Yeah. Well, and it's so funny because like as 2023, there's been even kind of like incorporating Instagram here for an example. There's this whole movement at the moment, which is so funny because from the marketing background that I have, it like destroys everything that we were taught and that I believe. And there's this whole like movement happening right now for 2023 that is like this anti-niche movement where people are like, we don't want to just be boxed in anymore and for me I'm like what my notes from university don't say this this does not apply like this isn't gonna work for us um so everyone's kind of like frantically thinking like okay abort mission here but really it's it's not about that okay now try to market to everyone it it is about that you even though you understand your ideal guests and you understand who you've built your property for it doesn't mean that that is your only customer. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, I mean, it's, unfortunately, I feel like everything in life is such a balancing act, right? Like it's sort of like Mm -hmm. dealing with two different polarities at once, which is like, don't niche yourself too much. Don't be too generic. And that's confusing, right? Like, and finding that balance. Well, I think this is going to, it's going to be fun to see, right? Like who, who's able to strike that balance. And, you know, the good news is it's fluid and people can try something, see how it works and like try something else see how it works. It's continuously evolving. All right. Well, Tatiana, I feel like there is, there's, so there's a burning question in my mind that we, I've seen hotly debated across the Facebook forums. And I think you of all people, you're uniquely qualified to offer a very good expert opinion on this. The burning question, which you're like, what is it? Is what is what is the burning question? The burning question is what color should my sheets be and what color should my towels be? Tatiana, help the public out on this subject. It feels like everyone still wonders what to do. Hands down, <laughs> my opinion, your sheets and your sheets and towels should be white. They should always be white. The hotel industry has done this from day one through the test of time. That the reason actually behind this is not only for your cleaners to be able to bleach them or clean them or anything like that. It's actually psychology behind it. People naturally, when they, when they see the fresh white linens, they associate that with clean and luxurious. And that is why every single hotel has that in their properties other than the cleaning factors. Cause like, let's face it actually like most of the time, I don't, I've been in a hotel and my makeup destroys those towels. So Mm -hmm. it's not about that. It provides the aspect that people actually truly believe it is clean. It is luxurious that they have paid for an elevated stay. And that is why I think all linens, all towels should always be white. Of course, you should be adding makeup towels to your properties by now. Right. As well as if you want to have fun, have fun with the duvet covers, have fun with the decorative accent pillows. This is where you can add color. This is where you can add unique touches. 
But the good thing about that is they can be easily switched out. They can be switched out from season to season. If you want to like decorate for Christmas or any kind of um, holiday, that's easy. You can easily switch out decorative pillows from there and you've done a complete refresh within your property in moments. Yeah, no. All right. Well, thank thank you. Once and for all, people, we've heard it from Tatiana Taylor-Tate. It is white, my friends. It is white. I, I love that debate. But, but I mean, I think that that speaks to, one, that's very encouraging to me for our industry. Because like the fact that people are sweating details like that to me, is a, it's a clear indicator that they're focused on the right things, which is creating a space that is going to be so you know inviting and to your point, luxurious, like people feel like, because like, hey, if you're going to charge $1,000 a night for an Airbnb, like it better, it sure as heck, I was going to say something else, better be a very luxurious experience or or at least people should feel like they're getting the value out of it, right? Like they're-, they're Yeah, if you're, charging, if you're charging $1,000 a night, you better have like full linen parachute, like betting and everything from there for your guests. But there are so many great products out there, especially when it comes to betting. But through and through, so many people believe in white um, for the linens and towels because I don't know, I would probably like if I walked into a room and it wasn't like a very masculine, like dark mood right. design and they had black sheets, I'd be like, hmm, I'm questioning why these sheets are black like that's kind of probably where my mindset would go you're like why black what's happened here no I love I love applying like the psychology I mean color psychology to it yeah I mean I think like I, I I'm guessing that you and I share a similar belief right which is like the folks that are going to survive in 2023 are the ones that are doubling down on the host mm-hmm. experience like like truly like I'm putting the host back in hospitality or the hospitality back in host, probably that way. Um, And that's what I think is so fascinating for, I think, a lot of people that are successful in this business, including our friend Will Slickers, right, came from that hospitality background or at least will apply, right? Like, let's not invent the wheel, people. Like, Mm. there's, there's, there's this whole industry called hotels that have been sort of perfecting some of these arts. And, and in reality, we're competing with them, Right. Exactly. And, and that's the one thing right now, everyone's kind of like panicking and we're in this weird like transition phase as things go. But more than ever, I've actually seen more hosts willing to invest in their properties. Back then, a year or two ago, people would be like, I want to furnish a two bedroom or three bedroom for $10,000 turnkey. And then you're like, uh, does that include paying me? Or like, you're like (laughs) wondering all these questions, but like now people are putting, they're investing the money and the time in their properties, which is so nice to see because this is how it should have been from the beginning. I always preach the design is in the details and the guest experience at the end of the day is everything it comes down to everything so what i would like to say probably for the 2023 prediction is that people are going to be focusing more yes their designs their designs are going to be elevated we're still going to see themed properties but it's going to be more on the guest experience and how to enhance that in ways like adding private chef dining if you are a beach property close if close to the beach or on the beach or near it, you're going to be adding additional amenities like 
a beach umbrella, beach blankets, maybe bike cruisers. It's really going to be people adding those extra details and amenities that are going to really set them apart from the competition, at least nowadays, in my opinion. I think I love that hot take. I think that's a good prediction. I think, you know, Expedia released a, a, a similar report and they were talking about like, just even like the cooking amenities. Like, like if you think about it, if you're like, so often you're gathering your whole family for like a family reunion or something. And so part of it is the cooking experience. And is there like a really cool Vitamix? Is there a really cool waffle maker? Whatever it is. And you don't have to, I think like, yes, you have to invest. And I'm so glad to see people are, but also like, you don't, you don't have to do it all at once. Like, you know, throw a Vitamix in there, see how it works. Does that become something that people gravitate towards and it becomes something special about your place? You're like known for having great cooking amenities, right? Well, I know. And we, I mean, we've done some great research on just like the, um, your star rating and how much that impacts, which it's natural, but it's just nice to see the numbers. Like it's a kind of a no duh getting those five-star ratings, like increases your ADR so much, right? Like we know that like, if you are focused on the guest experience, it is going to yield you a higher level of profit. Well, Tatiana, like this is, I just, again, like you and I speak the same language. It's been so refreshing for me to get to speak to you. Also, I just love more female voices in the space. I think that's just such an important part. I think often don't get like maybe as much recognition as like um, the men, but like we're such a force behind this industry, my friend. So right, <laughs> I, know. <That's> <laughs> I know, right? Like, it's just like, I'm like, yeah, I mean, even like, even in subtle ways, right? Like, you know behind every good, a lot of men, there's a good woman behind it, but also like, we're just there, like in the space. I love it. And it's, it's so funny because even like my fiance, love him to death, but I'll hear him at times, like retell stories of like things that my team or that I've personally been through, like dealing with the hosting. But it's funny how he tells the story. Cause it's like, we were both there and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I was just doing that, but (laughs) thank you. But, you know, it is a way of admiration. And it's so funny because this is such a cool business because you do get to work with your partners and there's so many different hats you guys can wear. And with that, there's always like behind the man that is like, oh, we have all these properties and we do this together. Then you really talk to the wife or the girlfriend and she's like, oh yeah, I designed them all. No big deal. Didn't do this. <laughs> and like, really, it just shows like we as women, like w- there's a lot of us in this space that need to really kind of step up and say like, hey, yeah. like, we do this too. We're proud about this. We're passionate of this. And it really will help because Honestly, when I first got started, it was so lonely in this industry. And it was when, like, I guess it just started kind of like taking off on Instagram and clubhouse days and things like that. So it was cool to start meeting people and making friends in the industry. But there are still so many hosts, female hosts that don't even know that these are like outlets for them. Ooh, that's such a good point. Right. Yeah. Like, and I think it's probably just like, not sort of like stepping into your power, right? Like you don't even real like you to you, you're taking it for granted. You're like, oh yeah, I designed everything, like whatever, no big deal. And it's like, no, like take credit for that. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, we're we're hoping that that we'll see more of that in 2023 then. 
Oh, I think we will. I think we will. Well, this has been so much fun for me. I love this. Um, we always end. So we end the podcast with a fun little game, which I'd love to play with you. And then I, I am a big fan of a shameless plug. And I'm also excited because, you know, spoiler alert, guys, Tatiana and I are going to spend a little bit more time together in the future speaking um, to women about stepping into their power. Mm-hmm. Let's play the game first, Tatiana. So it is, it's a game called Who, What, Where, When. And the, the first question I'm going to ask you is, besides yourself, because you are a guru in your own um, right, who would you recommend somebody that's new to this business, such as myself, listens to or gets advice from? So this is, I feel like I'm cheating here because it's a shameless plug too, I guess. But of course, <laughs> that's okay. I would recommend listening to Natalie Palmer. Um, yes. Checking her out either on Instagram. She also has a great podcast called No Vacancy. But mm-hmm. she gives you, like, she's the real deal when it comes to, like, telling it how it is in the industry and, like, all the stresses that hosts deal with um, with the day-to-day. And it's just a good laugh, a little stress relief, I guess, for that time. So I would recommend um, anyone listening to her. I've learned so much through her um, and continue to every day as we are business partners now um, for the Level Up Your Listing Summit. I love this. Um, Yeah, I think what you're right. What's really unique about Natalie is that she's just telling it how it is, right? Like she's just like, she's got a bold authenticity to her that I think anyone can appreciate, especially somebody just getting into the business, right? You don't want the like glossy story. You're like, tell me how it's really going to be. And and it's so (laughs) funny because there's so many times, even I've like resonated with her videos so much or anything because there'll be like times where something outrageous happens and you're like, you just want to go on Instagram and like rant about it or anything. Right, right. We don't. We don't for some reason. Maybe we're scared that that host, like that guest is going to find us or anything. But (laughs) she she is so funny and like just goes for it. And I admire that and I love that. And I think we need to see more people sharing the stage that are going to tell it how it is and share their experiences. Because in all honesty, like this was not an easy like road to go down. There were no. a lot of ups and downs. No. And this is why I think it's good that there's so many educators now in the space. Of course, you want to be careful who you like, learn from. But um, true. this way, like getting hiring a coach or an educator in the space or listening to the podcast and getting as much information and value as you can helps you kind of skip all those mistakes you know, along the way, we already, we took one for the team for you guys. So yes, yes. No, I mean, this is like, I mean, this is my, this is my tactic for parenting too. I'm like, no, like, tell me, like, I want the advice. Like, tell me what to avoid. Like I'm, I guess mm-hmm. I please give me the cheat code. I don't want to have to deal with, I don't want, again, I'm done learning Tatiana. I just want to know. I just want to know. <laughs> right. All right. Next question for you. What do you wish you knew before you got started in this business all those years ago, renting out that room in your apartment? What I wish I knew. This is a hard one because I feel like I, it, sometimes it changes. But like, right. honestly, what I wish I knew was that 
it was going to be okay. Like it wasn't always going to be not every single problem that happened. um, If a guest got locked out and my smart lock died or something like that, or there were times that I had to deal with two floods, not even just one, two floods in um, our basement of that seven bedroom house where a guest was about to check in like hours Mm. there. But, and then, oh man, it was the headaches that we've had to deal with and the stress and the late night calls, things like that. Yeah, I wish that I knew then like how much work, I guess like in a way, like how much work it was. I don't want people to think that this is a passive income industry. You just set it and forget it. Like, yes, you can get to a point where you scale that way, but starting out, you want to be as involved in your business as much as possible because that's, the only way that you actually have the tools and knowledge to steer your ship. I love that. I love that. And it's like, I think it's always right. Like the benefit of experience is that, yes, something that maybe used to take you six hours to do, or you like really didn't have like a resource to figure out you now through experiences and networking and everything else have it. So it takes you an hour maybe to do where it used to take you six, but I always like to say it takes me an hour and 20 years of experience to do it efficiently, which maybe feels like for people that are just starting, like, oh, that's just so easy. You make it look so easy. And it's like, no, it took me a long time to get to the point where it felt easy and achievable. And to not let those things, like not let the negative things that happen actually deter you from becoming a great host. Because I honestly wouldn't be the host I am today if I didn't go through all of those experiences beforehand and see it from both sides, from the guest perspective and the host perspective. Because I think there's also a thin line where we don't set boundaries as hosts properly, um, especially for our guests. We're all like deep down, like I'm a people pleaser and I feel like everyone that's a host, they kind of want to like make sure their guests are having the best experience. But that's within reason. You still have to set boundaries as a host and mm. as a business owner. I think that's super smart. Yeah, no, that, yeah. And boundaries, honestly, everyone respects boundaries, including, including guests, dare I say it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last question for you, my friend, if you could just hop in your time machine and go back where, where would you have started to invest um, in the short-term rental industry? So one of the things that we were joking about this one, but I probably, if I could, I would go back to when I was like too young to even be investing in real estate, um, (laughs) probably like six years old when, you know, the housing market wasn't insane. I live in Vancouver, Canada. So an apartment out here is about a one bedroom apartment is about a million dollars. So if we go back to when I was six, I could probably buy up the whole block for that. And that is what I would choose to do. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, it's, it's, it's always like the benefit of hindsight. um, You're always finding the right place, but Oh my goodness. Tatiana, this has been, I've enjoyed talking to you so much. I can talk to you all day. In fact, I hope I get to in the near future. So please tell the people, firstly, tell the people like in their everyday lives, where can they reach you? How can they get in touch with you? You obviously have a lot um, of really great perspective to share with folks. And of course, like you said, you've got almost a decade under your belt of creating wonderful experiences for guests. How can folks get in touch with you? 
Yeah, if anyone is interested in connecting with me, um, learning more about short-term rentals or interior design, please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Tatiana TT, um, definitely, or check me out uh, through email there, link in my bio. But other than that, please come visit us at the Level Up Your Listing Summit this February 27th, 28th, and March 1st in Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, If you weren't able to make the summit, please check us out on the replays. It is going to be an event jam-packed with knowledge, networking, and so much fun. So definitely that is where you can find us. Oh, well, you know, I'll be there. I'm super excited, um, as is the rest of AirDNA for helping um, to make that event a magical experience. And Firstly, great location. Like I, that was, you had me at the location. I was like, Scottsdale in February. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do this. I'm in Denver. You're in Vancouver. We need it. <laughs> well, Natalie, um, I cannot wait um, for the summit. And yes, please, please come visit us. We've got, uh, yeah, again, lots of learning, lots of fun, just lots of good vibes, I'd say. Like, let's just get this year started properly, right? Let's no, level up. It's going to be great. We can't wait to see you guys there. We're going to have so much fun. And thank you again so much for having me on today. Oh my gosh, absolutely. Uh, please, let's let's do this again very soon. Tatiana, you wonderful guest. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.